Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. You know, I love having repeat guests. I love having repeat guests for a number of reasons. One, because I have total control over who comes back on the show, but also because I have an opportunity to go back and look at the content that we created previously on the show and meet with these people and find out how they have gotten even better, greater, smarter, faster. And Jay Coulter, who is the founder of The Resilient Advisor and something new, Financial Advisor TV, which you're going to hear way more about in the industry, not just here on the podcast, is my guest today. And Jay, welcome to the show. Matt, thanks so much for having me back on. It's always fun chatting with you. Well, let's talk about what is new with The Resilient Advisor. So the Resilient Advisor has really grown since we first started talking. You know, it started out as a practice management consulting firm. We've gotten into digital media, and then we're about to launch, as you mentioned, Financial Advisor TV officially at the beginning of the year, but we've been going through a soft launch now. But really, Matt, the core of our business really is still that Resilient Advisor coaching program. Okay. What does that mean when you think of, and you chose the name Resilient Advisor, why resilience? Why is that so important to you? Yeah. So really, there are three reasons when I work with an advisor, when we start off with their why, why they need to build resilience, because it's so important today. All right. So reason number one, life happens. Very rarely does somebody come to me and say, Jay, I need some help because everything's going great in my life. Something has happened either in their personal life or inside of their practice. And we get in there and we start putting systems in place to make their business better. But if you can get in front of that before life happens, that just helps make you more resilient. The second reason, and this this isn't going to make sense to people who are new in the business, bear markets happen. We have a whole generation of financial advisors who have not been through a real bear market. And last March, that was not a real bear market. And it is incredibly difficult to be a financial advisor during a bear market. And then lastly, man, your clients, they need you. We are going through a retirement crisis right now. As these baby boomers are retiring, they don't have enough money. I know anybody listening to this knows the stats, but it's not the person who is retiring without money. We know they're in trouble. Matt, somebody retiring with half a million dollars, if they don't do it right, they are going to fail retirement. And the only way they're not is with the help of a financial advisor who has a resilient practice themselves. So I know that you can predict this, which is when the next bear market's going to happen. But let's actually just talk about that a little bit, because you're right. I mean, what happened in March was a, a slight correction, right, with a very, very quick recovery on the grand scheme of the markets. What can advisors do now? So you do digital communication, client systems, client service. You handle all really the whole practice and the whole person. But what are some of the things that advisors can do now to prepare that when the poop hits the fans that they're ready for it. This doesn't come across as a sales pitch. I give all of this away. If you go to resilientadvisor.com, you can download the resources to execute on everything that I talk about. And I do that, Matt, because really I can only work with about five to 10 advisors at a time anyway. And there's plenty of, plenty of opportunity out there for people to improve. 
So what I have learned by modeling what the best advisors and advisory firms do is they typically have four key systems in place to help build resistance and quite frankly, a better, healthier practice. The first is a client communication system. The second is a branded wealth management system. The third is a marketing system. And then the fourth is a leadership and accountability system to manage themselves and their team. Well, hold on, pause there. I'm sorry to interrupt because that that is a huge difference. And I think everybody probably noticed that right away is that is a component that you offer that I have not seen a lot of practice management coaching consultants like you offer before. Why is that component? And then we can back up and talk about the other three, but I want to start with the leadership. Why is the leadership component so vital when things go sideways? What I have found in working with advisors, when I go through the interview phase, when I speak with the advisor and I speak with their team, I generally ask a question where, as any good lawyer would, I already know that they don't know the answer to. What are your goals for this year, next year, and your five-year plan? And whether I'm asking somebody who is in a sales assistant role, operations, or the advisor, nobody ever knows. And without knowing that, it's like you're getting in a boat and you're just sailing out to sea without a destination in mind. All that leads to is frustration, inside the team. It leads to conflict and putting a system in place, whether it is my version of OKRs for advisors to use or somebody else's, it doesn't matter as long as there's a system in place for some accountability that just drives leadership inside an organization. Something my old boss used to say all the time, Ron Carson used to say on stage is, what matters most is your ability to portray confidence when things are not going as well that are things that are outside of your control because a lot of what you teach and show people are things within their control as business owners as leaders as financial advisors financial planners the financial planning process those sorts of things but the market is entirely outside of our advisors control from an actual control perspective what are some of the things that you can have the advisor put in place for either that's a system a proactive client communication tool so that they're not just reactionarily answering the phone when something happens that they're really truly getting in front of it yeah and so this is actually the first pillar in building a resilient advisory business now let's be clear if you were at going through ron carson's program or pareto systems or any any good consulting or coaching program for advisors, they're going to have this component to it. I just make it ridiculously simple and give it away. So again, go to resilientadvisor.com and you can download the AB client touchpoint system. And here's how you can decide if you need a client touchpoint system. It starts with a question to the advisor that says, can you tell me the next three touchpoints you have with your seventh and 11th largest client? And 99% of the time, the advisor can't say that. Yeah. And here's why this is so important. Most advisors go home at night feeling like something has fallen through the cracks. They're worrying about who are they not taking care of that they should be. And that leads to stress. And stress in our industry is so rampant. And this is such a simple way to go and eliminate this one component. So you go to bed every night knowing that you've taken care of who you should be taking care of. And it starts with segmenting your book of business and then building out a client communication system that is built into perpetuity for both you and your team.
Now, let's talk about what's in that client communication system, because obviously we believe that a podcast should be a huge component of your proactive communication with your clients, a strong social media strategy, because you actually offer some digital marketing assistance and programs. What are you finding that really works to keep that top of mind and confidence that our clients need so much in the advisors they work with? Yeah, so this was a real learning experience for me. When I started building these systems for advisors, I wanted to show them how smart I was. So I built really complex systems in Excel spreadsheets that it would tell you on XYZ day, you were sending a handwritten note, you know, seven days later, you were doing this task and then this task, and they look great. In fact, it was pretty easy to sell because it looked fantastic. And then you implement it and it falls apart. And what I've learned through everything I do from how we build investment portfolios to client communication systems, the simpler, the better. And that's why it's called an AB client communication system. Your clients are either A's or they're B's or they're Z's and you're not communicating with. And then the type of touch point you have is either a business touch point or a social touch point. And if you can't understand what that is, you're probably not very good at communicating and have a business anyway. <laughs> but if you, if you download the resource, it'll explain it in a little bit detail, but you get a notification that it's time for a social touch point with Mrs. Jones. Well, maybe you go to your latest podcast, center the episode and say, hey, I thought maybe you'd appreciate this conversation I had with a local estate attorney. Wealth management system. So you are as comprehensive, I believe, as comprehensive can get. And investment management systems, I mean, you're really getting your hands into all aspects of financial services, professionals, lives, and businesses. What is the wealth management system and how do you keep something like that simple? That's actually more of an art than a science. Mm. And when we talk about a wealth management system, especially during the due diligence process in the beginning of an engagement, it starts by asking the advisor a simple question. If I was a new client today and I gave you my money and I said, okay, Jane, how are you going to manage my money? What would you say? Very few advisors can answer that question. And that's what we solve for. Now, a wealth management system has two components, the financial planning, which at the core is what advisors do, but it also has an investment system. How are you going to manage the money in a way that is systematic, scalable, and understandable? And believe it or not, that's the hardest thing for most advisors. And the simple example I give uh, is, and I give this example because I don't want anybody to use it, is for an advisor to say, I use the SWAN process to make sure my clients are taken care of through retirement, where SWAN is an acronym for sleep well at night. So stupid. We come up with one that makes sense for them and is branded for them and that nobody else can replicate. Let's let's dive into that just a little bit more deeply, because I think that the investment management component is a huge worry that financial services professionals, by using something that they can communicate more clearly, does provide some relief. But it's very interesting to me, the, the depth and breadth and discrepancies between what an actual financial planning system looks like. Talk about how you help them tweak that to not only make it their own, but also make it really valuable to their clients. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to clearly communicate this when speaking with an advisor, and then they end up having an aha moment 
What we try to do is put the investment back into investment advisor so that their clients know what they do and that they're easier to refer. And I'll give you a simple example, Matt. Let's say you and I were walking into a cocktail party and somebody's over in one corner talking about thoughts on the markets, portfolio construction, and what sectors they think might have some potential going forward. And in the other corner, there's a really smart person talking about the difference between cruts and crats and the best time to do Roth conversions. Who do you want to listen to? the person talking about investments. Now, I want to be perfectly clear because this is where I get pushback. I'm not suggesting that financial advisors that don't want to manage money should learn how to manage money again. Mm -hmm. I'm saying you go and you build a system that does it for you with the help of third-party resources if you need, but you make it your own. It's the Matt Halloran investment process, mm -hmm. not somebody else's work that it's easy to duplicate, copy, and somebody else could come and take your clients. It really helps build a moat around what you do. Being very clear though, financial planning is how we serve those clients, how we get them in the door and how we keep them is through the investments. I worked with an Ameriprise advisor and one of the things that Ameriprise has built into their internal marketing system is this, these seasons. Every quarter, there's a specific reason for the season to reach out and community. It's brilliant, right? They're such an amazing company. How do you do that? So this is where we start seeing the integration of what you do, because this is really wealth management. This is also client service and also biz dev. So how are you helping? helping them figure out the frequency of their meetings, what those meetings have involved in those meetings, how do they prepare and how do they communicate what's in those meetings? Yeah. So a couple thoughts there. First, when I sit down with an advisory practice at the beginning, and generally they're, they're not communicating with their clients in a systematic way, they feel like things are falling through the cracks mm -hmm. and they can't tell you how they manage money or how they really go through financial planning process. Well, you'd have to be a sociopath to bring somebody new into your practice if you don't think you're taking care of your existing clients and you don't know what you do. Yeah. So if you build that communication system, and Ameriprise does a great job with the, the season's calendar. Ron Carson's group puts out a great communications calendar and gives you the content to do it. Pareto Systems, great cadence. It doesn't matter what you use. You find something and you stick with it. What I have found works best is giving advisors two simple choices whenever it's time to touch a client, a business touch or a social touch. And then they make that decision when it shows up on their calendar, what type of business touch, which could be setting up an informal review, doing a digital review, sending a handwritten note about their portfolio performance, of course, that is compliance approved, or a social touch, which the highest value is to go, go out and have a meal or go to an event with them, all the way down to you know picking up the phone or pinging them on social media. It's that flexibility I have found keeps those systems working for longer because all those great brands that I spoke about before and their great systems, I've come in behind them. Just like I'm sure people have come in behind mine totally. to try and help people clean them up because they fall apart once they get complex. Well, and it's the implementation component of it. It's that IQ, the implementation quotient, that I think a lot of people need the handholding that you provide in that real customization. Now, this is a marketing podcast, as you know, because you've been on this before, right? How do you help advisors figure out how they can most effectively market for their market and their personality? Yeah, and that's, this is actually something I've had to learn humbly. I used to go to advisors and say, this is what you do. This is what I've seen the top advisors do. Go do it. And it doesn't work because everybody is different. And at the same time, over the last six years, 
the communications components in our industry, i.e. social media, podcasting, vlogging, have grown exponentially and give you more opportunities. So it really is about customizing the approach. My original system, I called the Pinger system. You can go and download your own version and set it up. Head over to resilientadvisor.com and download the resource. That is a tool to help you stay in regular contact with the people that matter most to your business. Now, what I firmly believe is that if a seasoned advisor has 100 clients, 15 to 20 of those clients are going to make up about half their revenue. And if they made a point to interact socially with them, that will generate new business. Mm -hmm. So the Schwab data tells us this and other industry data that you know about 70 to 75% of your new clients will come from those activities. The other 25% is where advisors get it wrong. That's where whether you engage in something like podcasting or email marketing or social media marketing, you can move the needle. The most ineffective way to do it, as Jim Rohn used to say, you can't pay somebody to do your pushups for you. You can't buy somebody else's content and put it out there because other people see it and these platforms water it down once they see it's been duplicated. Matt, I know you guys preach this and I know I'm preaching to your mm -hmm. choir. Authentic content gets results. I was having a conversation with an advisor just yesterday. And I was explaining to him this component because they were going to go with one of those outsourced, we write the content for you stuff. And I say, you know, the average podcast ends at the seventh or ninth episode. You probably have better stats than me on that. I say, just start and don't stop until you get to the 50th or 100th episode. And before you know it, people are going to say, yeah, ran across your podcast. And I'd like to talk to you about how you do Roth conversions for clients. I really like that episode. I was talking to an advisor earlier today. He's had a radio show for 20 years. And he's like, you know, Matt, the radio show turns it into a podcast for me. I don't really know how that works. And I was like, well, just tell me the name of the show. And so I type in the first three words before I ever got to his name and it popped up. What popped up wasn't the radio show. What popped up was the podcast. And he was like, well, why is that? I said, because you're syndicating the podcast to 25 different players where the radio show only goes out through one specific channel. And he's like, I never figured, I, he's like, how did you find me so fast? It's like, because podcasting increases your SEO so much because again, it's the repetition of organically created custom content that goes out through multiple platforms. And so I just thought that was so the, the epiphany on this guy's face. And then it ended up, he didn't need us, right? I mean, it was, it was like, look, dude, I can sell you a bunch of stuff you don't need. And he's like, well, what are you talking about? I wanted to work with you. I'm like, well, I'd love to work with you too, but you got everything that you need without using us. Congratulations. And he was like, oh, this was not how I thought this call was going to go. Now, here's the, here's where I want to get back to, because most advisors who are out there, even the ones who are psychopaths, right? Because there are a bunch of those out there who are just going to grow their business and just whatever. Each of them have their own very specific needs and wants in life. How do you bring that part of coaching into all of the hard and fast systems and structures that you've built? How do you take the advisor's goals and dreams and desires and personality and customize these four major systems to make it so that the advisor has the buy-in so they'll actually do the work? I love that question because I'd left something out for 
the cadence of this interview, I start every engagement with an assessment called the Colby A. And what the Colby A assessment does is helps give you a way. It's not an intelligence test. Luckily, it's not an IQ test, so I'm happy to take it. It tells you how you work best. Uh -huh. And when I have an advisor go through that process and they can figure out their simple Colby score and the rest of their teams, we can figure out if they're even in the right seat. And we know if they're in the right seat inside their practice. And then based upon that, I can uh, structure how they would market best. So then when you go and you complement that with a strengths finder, and if you find an advisor that's very creative, well, they need to be out writing their own blogs, doing their own podcast. You go out and find somebody that does not have skill sets around there. Maybe they need to have somebody else on their team doing that and they're a part of it. What you do is you keep yourself from putting somebody in a seat they don't want to be in just because you think it would work. I love the fact that you use two different tools there, Jay. And, and, and that was one of my biggest concerns. People would come to me and say, Matt, I already took the Colby. Okay, well, have you taken strength? And I was a strength finders guy. Because the neat thing about strength finders, just in case you all don't know what that is, is it not only tells you about yourself, but it also tells other people how to communicate with you in the most effective way. And it's a wonderful team building opportunity. And it's also, of course, I, as an ex-therapist, I used to love taking those tests because I would love to try to manipulate it. But anyway, that's just me. But I love knowing, in fact, we just did the disc across the board at our organization here. And it was so much fun for people to realize that, yep, that is exactly, I am in the right seat of the bus because of these personality traits. Now, hold on. Before everything we wrap up the show, we have to talk about Financial Advisor TV. So you wear two different hats. And for those of you who have not subscribed to Jay's podcast, all of the links will be in the show notes. Everything that Jay talked about, all of the links to download, all of that will be in the show notes. But, but one of the things that is newer with you and is growing very quickly and to great notoriety is this Financial Advisor TV. Where did this idea come from and what the hell are you doing, man? I'm glad I get to tell this story to your audience first. Well, about a couple months ago, I was having a networking call with my friend, Matt Halloran, and I was explaining some things that I had on my plate. And one of my ideas, and I love working with creatives and flushing through ideas because if you have 10, nine of them are garbage, but there's one piece of gold in there. And Matt's great at helping you flush through that. And I said, I'm thinking of taking Resilient Advisor and turning it into Resilient Advisor TV because our YouTube channel's exploded. We're producing video content for all these asset managers, really leaning heavy into the investment side. And we're, I'm just going to turn to Resilient Advisor TV. And Matt, you said, Jay, when I see Resilient Advisor, I think, oh, that's Jay Coulter, but I don't know what Resilient Advisor is. And then offhand, you said, I mean, if it was Financial Advisor TV, then you know, I'd understand what it was. And then we went on to something else and we got off the call and that stuck with me. So I went out and purchased FinancialAdvisor.tv and over the weekend built the brand out based upon something that Matt Halloran said in a networking call. So that speaks to two things. Number one, you got to work with Matt on your marketing and his team. And number two, make sure that you network with people who are smarter than you and can help you really formulate good ideas. Oh, well, and thank you for that. I, I remember that conversation very differently, which just really makes me smile just because that was totally your idea in my mind. And I just remember anyway, but this is brilliant. So you're bringing, what are you bringing? Let, let's break it down and distill it a little bit more, please. Yeah. So here's the thought. I love producing the resilient advisor. There's only one of me. And unfortunately, it's all about me. I, I do the interviews. There are other great, great thought leaders, especially in the investment world, that are providing content for advisors that just sits on the shelf. 
because they don't have a good program for marketing it. I am building a syndication network for people who produce content for financial advisors that not sales pitches, that is educational, informative, and we want it to be fun, nothing drab and dreary. And we are going to syndicate it on social media platforms, and then we'll launch a website later next year. And the opportunity there is for advisors to go and find different sources of information that they probably don't have through their normal channels. And the opportunity for asset managers is to get their stories out. We're going to have a fintech series. We're going to have a blockchain show. And so putting all those into one place under a brand that is easy to recognize, like Financial Advisor TV, is where we are with the project today. But I'm sure it'll evolve, Matt. Yeah. Well, and I, we were talking to full disclosure, everybody, we were talking a little bit before the show, as we always do. We have existing clients who are really looking forward to having a video solution to get their thought leadership out, especially those people who provide services to financial advisors, right? I think that that's going to be a wonderful synergy between who you are and what you do and, and how we can help everybody get the word out brother that's that's the goal right jay and i were talking just so everybody knows we're over the hill as much as both of us maybe don't look the age that we are we're still young enough to be able to say some of these things but we're at this point where we're so excited about the projects that we're working on that are giving back so much to this industry that has been so good to us uh, and that's what i think financial advisor tv is going to be it's this wonderful resource for financial services professionals professionals to be able to communicate and learn and absorb and really get better because isn't that what we want you said retirement crisis earlier you know what sort of real support is there out there for financial advisors to respond to this retirement crisis i think financial advisor tv coaching programs like yours all of the wonderful free resources that you have will hopefully really help there yeah i agree and the retirement crisis is real and it's hitting home right now. And the only people that can solve it are financial advisors. And I don't mean to be glib about that. The government isn't gonna help you. Santa Claus isn't gonna help show up and help you. A financial advisor can help you build a plan so that when you are 75 years old and the game is over, you've gotten yourself into a good spot financially. So as we wrap up today, I wanna shine the light on one other component of, of who you are and what you truly bring to your clients, which is this protocol system. One of the pieces that, that I have always found is missing in coaching programs for financial advisor is really the personal growth and development that is needed to have the energy, the focus, the fortitude to implement all of the other things. Where did this come from? And, and tell us a little bit about it, please. In my book, The Resilient Advisor, which I give away, go to resilientadvisor.com. You can download a copy of the book. It's not even that good of a book. I put together a program that I use to help myself during a period of extremely high stress and that I was then able to systematize to help advisors that are struggling. The mental health statistics today are this. 17% of people struggle with extreme anxiety and about five to 7% with depression. And this was before everything we went through in 2020. So over a quarter of the population is struggling with some form of anxiety or depression. And in our industry, in my client base, it's significantly higher. And the only way you're going to be able to help yourself is to put a system in place where you can manage your daily stress. 
So I went out and did research from the areas of positive psychology, emotional intelligence, physiological science. And it's all research-based. And the idea is to go and build a couple of daily protocols that will help you manage during difficult times. And if you do it while times are good, when the difficult times show up, you tend to do better. This has really been the North Star in terms of helping advisors because it's been a real problem in our industry for a while. There's a consistent theme here, and I don't know if all of you are paying attention to this, but the consistent theme is if you do the work when things are good, then when things hit the fan, you are so much more prepared. And that is not only for your business, but it's also for your life. Doing personal growth and development, tweaking who you are, what you do, and how you do it when things are okay or good makes it so that when it does get bad, because guess what, everybody? <laughs> it's going to get bad. Uh, at some point in your life, something's going to happen and you're going to hit a wall and you'll be like, this sucks. The more you have systems in place, then you can rely and lean on those strong systems like what Jay builds for you and helps you figure out how to build for yourself. Is that a fair statement? 100%. You say it better than me. <laughs> Thank you. I just love what you do, brother. And, you know, I'm so happy that you, you're back on the show. I'm so happy about Financial Advisor TV. I love that you give everything away. And, and so Jay had said this a couple of times, resilientadvisor.com. Go there. We'll make sure that we have links to everything that Jay was talking about. Take advantage of the free stuff and then realize what you can do on your own and what you need somebody like Jay's help with. And one of these days, I'm going to convince Mr. Coulter here that he needs to hire about 10 more coaches so that he can actually have a much, much larger impact and help more and more advisors with all of his fantastic thought leadership. Jay, dude, thank Thank you very much for being on the show. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity. I always enjoy speaking with you, Matt. If you have not subscribed to the show, make sure you do. If you know somebody who really needs to hear this, and I know everybody here uh, has got one or two financial advisor friends who are like, yeah, dude, they totally need to talk to Jay. Please make sure that you send them to resilientadvisor.com or just have them listen to this podcast or Jay's podcast. And also make sure you tune into Financial Advisor TV. If you follow Jay on LinkedIn, you can find out all about this stuff too, because uh, he's posting stuff on his LinkedIn profile, really high quality quality stuff. So make sure you follow him. So for Jay Coulter and everybody at Resilient Advisor, this is Matt Haller, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to learn more about how you can be your own loud, visit our website, read our blog posts, attend our educational webinars, and sign up for our new Influence Accelerator Academy, where you too can learn how to truly be an influencer in your space. Have a wonderful day.